0: Welcome, everybody, into the Celtics Blog Podcast again. It's been a little bit of a drought over the last week or two, but now we are locked in and the news just started flowing tonight. That's the nature of the offseason. Eight years ago, LeBron did the decision, and now on July 9th, we have a new decision coming. Marcus (laughs) Smart is in Las Vegas, not LA, Las Vegas, and so is Chris Grenham with his summer league shirt. Welcome, Chris, for the first time on the Celtics Blog Podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Bobby. I appreciate it.
0: There's a lot to talk about. I don't want to waste any time, but yeah. how's Las Vegas? How is it? What's been the most interesting story you got out of there?
1: It's good. It's good. I mean, suddenly in the last, like, two hours, there's a ton of Celtics content after it was a little dry, besides Robert Williams getting hurt. And so all of a sudden, there's a ton of news. Um, it's like Keith Smith put it into perspective. If If you've never been to Summer League, which this is my first time, it's basically like comic con for the nba it's just like basketball people everywhere you look everywhere you're walking through twitter and stuff it is a it's a ton of fun i would highly recommend it for anyone but um yeah today was a big celtics day in terms of marcus smart news robert williams news so we'll get to let's
0: count it down i mean bill size out there keith smith is there you're there am i missing anybody i mean everybody's there who's anybody
1: it's a a big celtics blog presence which is perfect have you run into them at all Yeah, I was with him at the at the Nuggets game the other night. Keith had his scout school; he was doing his scout school out here today. But I was with Bill at in the Cox Pavilion today for the Celtics game as well. So it's it's been a lot of fun.
0: Keith is Keith is on a roll. Scout school,
1: right? (laughs) We're not going to be able to get him on
0: the podcast anymore. He's a hot commodity now. He's a hot
1: commodity. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Rightfully so.
0: So the city. I want to know: is this your first time in Las Vegas?
1: This is my first time in Las Vegas. Yeah, it is uh, an overwhelming place, to say the least. It's, I would definitely recommend everyone going at least once just to experience it because I can't really put it into words. It's extremely overstimulating and pretty overwhelming. Uh, I'm personally not a big fan of Vegas itself. I love sitting at UNLV for 12 hours a day uh, and just taking in a ton of basketball and uh, and nothing else. But going over the strip, it's pretty dirty. There's a lot of tourists. There's a lot of people trying to hand you stuff. And yeah, it's a lot to handle. And I'm not a fan of crowds, so it's not really my scene.
0: Someone told me there were no birds too. It's must be, must be weird. Um... There's
1: there's like some weird looking, not normal pigeons. But uh, <laughs> but other 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 than that, yeah. There's there's not really. Yeah, there's no
0: birds Were you stunned to see Marcus Smart there tonight? Was anyone expecting him to be there? Because this is how it goes down We got Keith reporting, we got you Mm -hmm. recording Andrew Doxey is digging (laughs) So we're all digging here We're all trying to figure out what's going on I see the pictures flown in from you And that's basically the Celtics reporter entourage Just chasing (laughs) him through the the, uh, (laughs) staging (laughs) Through the concourse There's the word, yeah So Mm -hmm. how did that all start to go down tonight?
1: Well, it was funny because before the game, it was Jalen Brown. That was the buzz because yeah. Jalen Brown, the report came out before the game that Jalen Brown said he was considering playing, which, which is not the case. Like he's not going to play, <laughs> but they said that he was, you know, uh, he he's not too good for summer league and he wanted to play. Of course he's, you know, that's something Jalen would say. <laughs> and so that was the buzz beforehand. Then he shows up, he's in the tunnel with Danny Ainge and the team. And so, it was like, all right, that was great. And then Terry shows up, so Rozier's in the gym. So then there's a nice little entourage right on the court. It's Mike Zarin. It's Danny Age. So that was great. And so game ended, and uh, we were over in the corner getting ready for the press scrums, and we start walking over towards uh, the other side because they went down some freight elevator, and we had to go down to another locker room to meet the team or something. So we're going over there. Mark is smart. Walks past us and everyone's like, "Whoa, what? You know, what's he doing here?" And then that's when it all kind of started to go. So yeah, it was a shock. Supposedly, he's out here, maybe for the contract negotiations, maybe not. There's a lot of smart news flowing around right now. But, yeah, that was a surprise.
0: Yeah, interesting exchange. Ran into Brad Stevens, dropped a quick line with Jay King, I believe, about you know wondering where the contract is, which has basically been the story of this whole smart negotiation. Right. We've followed it for weeks and weeks. We had Sherrod mm-hmm. saying tonight that the Kings are preparing an offer, which is interesting. You know, I'm not sure how that's going to fall out, but we do know yeah. at this point there's only four teams with legitimate cap space to throw an offer sheet at him, and that's the Mavericks, right. Hawks. Bulls, who just signed Levine, so I'll take mm-hmm. them out of the equation pretty much. And, uh, of course, the Kings, who missed out on Levine. And that was interesting because at that point you only had four teams. Two of them are battling over Levine. So you figure right. that Chicago's out when they match that offer. And what's stunk about Chicago coming out of that offer, at least from my perspective, is that you know the Kings are not too crazy to throw some wild money at Smart.
1: Yeah, I think you're Smart to focus in on the Kings. I think they're the one team that really has a chance to throw this whole thing for a loop other than the other teams. I, I like you said, the it's Bulls always are the Kings. <laughs> sure are it's always the Kings. And the thing is with Sacramento is no one really knows what they're going to do because they don't always abide by normal logic. So I think they're the team to keep an eye on. I mean, there's plenty of things being thrown around, but right now I'm pretty sure it's just a whole lot of uncertainty, which a lot of times causes all these rumors to pop out. So I haven't really heard any real updates, but I think, to keep an eye on the Kings is, is the smart and logical move here.
0: Chicken fingers was the way to go out there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got to stop. I've had too many, too many chicken fingers, too much concession food out here. I, (laughs) I gotta, I gotta start like Uber eating food to the to the stadium or something like that. I gotta figure it out.
0: That was another thing I heard about Vegas is that you need a bottomless stomach and unlimited funds. That was all in one tweet that I read today. And yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting to the bottom of my stomach and my funds. So so I've gotta I've gotta fix that.
0: So what else do we need to know about the smart situation as it stands tonight?
1: You know I think after Jay and Jay and Adam had their pieces come out and I think that kind of really Put a grasp on the whole situation. In terms that no one really knows what's going on outside of the situation, I'm sure his agent knows, and I'm sure you know it doesn't seem like Marcus knows, but I'm not really sure. But in terms of the interactions that I saw in Cox Pavilion tonight, whether it was him and some of the players, whether it was him and Danny Ainge or Brad Stevens, it all seemed to be pretty cordial. They were they were laughing and dapping each other up, and Danny was messing with his hat and that kind of thing. So. It doesn't seem like there's any animosity between both sides, and I think that's a good sign. But again, it's the Kings, so you never really know what they're going to throw from the other side. But in terms of the relationship, it seems totally no,
0: fine. No haymakers between Smart and Ainge tonight. No
1: haymakers huh? yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Once we'll they see. get
0: to the table, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. We're here at the Celtics Boy yeah. Podcast, Las Vegas edition. Chris Grenham's bringing us all the way to Las Vegas, so we're all there today. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're everywhere. So go check that out. We're on YouTube, too, the CLNS Media channel. We have a video version of this podcast will be up. So Chris Grenham's finally joining us, Providence graduate, writes for SB Nation, as well as us over at Celtics Blog. Who's uh, the most interesting person you've run into and talked to out there in Vegas so far? I'm sure it's just like a great, great networking event beyond anything.
1: yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I was in a, a conversation with a couple of people the other day and Mark Cuban popped in no. so I got to meet him, which was pretty funny. And, and the same thing happened with Steve Ballmer. So those were two pretty funny people to meet. Pretty cool. Um, I, you know, you encounter a lot of people. You don't necessarily meet a lot of people. I, yeah. I was, you know, sitting at the same table as Adam Silver this morning, which, or, or yesterday morning, which was cool. Sharing
0: chicken fingers.
1: Uh, sharing chicken fingers. <laughs> that's right. But it, it's just fun. You know, you see a lot of people um, that, you know, you had never seen in person or you just get to kind of hang around people like, you know, sitting next to Markel Fultz and his $2,000 outfit, you know, when he's decked out in Gucci stuff. It's just funny stuff like that. So it's, it's a really cool experience. It's like a basketball utopia almost. So it's it's my it's my kind of spot.
0: Speaking of Markel Fultz, Drew Hanlon tweeted something. Look out, Philadelphia. I mm-hmm. think we know who he's talking about there.
1: Yeah, so, it sounds like things are going well. I mean, hey, hey if anyone's going to fix his shot, it's it's Drew Hanlon. Oh, he's like the, the shot doctor.
0: I love it. everything about this Drew Hanlon development over the last few years has been awesome to follow, and obviously we owe yeah. a lot to him for Jason Tatum and the strides he's made. So you feel right. good about anybody. Uh, exploding under Drew Hanlon and I know one of the best videos we got out of Hanlon's camp this summer was the Mo Bamba workout that was just a yeah. ridiculous video all those videos are pretty crazy because you know you're not going to put any you know misses but yeah but yeah. I mean him drilling three after three after three and some of the moves he was showing off there were ridiculous I haven't yeah. gotten a chance to watch him too much at summer league I saw the picture of him and Isaac blocking the ball at the same time yeah, which was, pretty, was cool. pretty cool but um, yeah. who has impressed you most you know Celtics or non-Celtics out there
1: well i think the two of them while we're on the topic um have been extremely impressive you know obviously they create a huge matchup problem for their teams because the length of that front court is ridiculous um but i think you know it goes past just the shot blocking um at least in watching them i've seen two of their games they spread the floor really well and they can provide a lot of space and they're two pretty athletic bigs i watched jonathan isaac hit a couple threes today in the game and that's something that a lot of guys his size just can't do so if you add that into his game just completely ignoring the fact that they're two monsters on the defensive end i think they're going to be really dangerous for a lot of you know for a lot of teams this year um just going up against the magic in terms of the celtics i've been really impressed uh with jared utoff he was really good today obviously jabari bird has had a great run um and that was kind of expected he was one of the bigger bigger names on the summer league
0: squad restricted free agent too so they're gonna have to figure that out
1: yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the Kings will throw Max his way. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> now um, that would be a true Kings move. Now that, that we're talking be, about unpredictable Kings moves, that would
1: be very on brand with Sacramento. Yeah. What's the word um, with
0: Bird? I'm sure you guys have talked to him. I know he said that he was trying to focus more on summer league than free agency right is. now.
1: Yeah, he hasn't really said much about the contract stuff, but Jabari Bird's my guy. I mean, he's he's one of the nicer I mean. He's a lot of fun
0: to watch too.
1: He's a lot of fun to watch. He's really funny in interviews today. He was saying that Jalen Brown went Hollywood, but he was (laughs) surprised. He said he was uh Jalen was surprised by Bird's dunks the other day and he said he should have known better. So he just gives you, you know, funny comments like that, but he's confident on the court and he's a guy who got some experience last year and really can provide some depth if they do bring him back, you know, deep down the roster, but still depth is depth. So I've been impressed with him. Um, But my biggest takeaway is Hassan Martin. I was a big promoter of Hassan Martin going into summer league. And I've been preaching, uh, preaching Hassan Martin around the concourse at Thomas and Mack center. And he's been good. He's got a lot of muscle. You know, it's too bad that he's not a couple inches taller and they basically already have his tool set in Shemi Ogile and and essentially Gershon Yabuzeli. Yep, so it's tough, but maybe him and Utah talking the camp invites. That's kind of where I'm leaning at the
0: moment. Summer League's tough. You can get the camp invite, of course, but I mean, it's mm-hmm. you know, three to five games. Everybody's gunning for shots, opportunities. Yeah. You see some of the rotations out there. I was watching. Um, Denver and Minnesota and Minnesota was yep. some of the backdoor cuts that they were letting up with guys just standing there it was insane. Yeah. So obviously yeah. these teams have a very limited span together. You know, some guys don't even go through the training camp with these teams, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, what kind of environment is it for the players?
1: Yeah, it's tough. Like you look at a guy like Trey Davis who got his first minutes today, the guard out of UMass. He hadn't played yet for the Celtics. He came out and he made good use of his minutes today. You know, mm-hmm. he spaced the floor well, created a lot for his teammates on he finished with like 11 points, maybe something like that. Um, but again, that's a guy who needed to make a lot of his. So it's a, it's a pressure situation. And obviously, there's GMs and scouts and personnel filling the gym. And so it's not like there's just lunch and nobody's watching you.
0: i imagine so. So Jalen Brown, that was hilarious today. We, we mentioned it already, but he told the yeah. undefeated that just out of nowhere. That he's not yeah. too good for summer league, which we know is bogus because he shredded mm-hmm. it last year. He was yeah. amazing in that. I think they actually pulled him early. I'm not hundred percent sure about that.
1: But. Yeah, they didn't he, he for he basically forced his way into summer league last year. He pushed that pretty hard.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah.
1: all of a sudden
0: year three comes around, a guy who was a prohibitive starter, you know, one of the mm-hmm. most improved players in the NBA. <sighs> I don't know how serious he was. He's a pretty serious guy. So I'm, I'm standing there thinking that this is 100% serious, <laughs> that he's going to yeah. run onto the floor and drop 45. My friend's like, all right, I've got to bet the Celtics right now, which, <laughs> uh, which you could do out there in Vegas, of course. Yeah. Uh, not, not very ethical. But <laughs> how, how serious was the chance that Brown was going to play in this? Obviously, the Celtics weren't going to let him. But, I mean, where did that push come from from his end? Did anyone talk to him today? I-
1: no, no one, no one got a chance to talk to him today. I mean, I'm sure he was serious because, like you said, he can be a pretty serious guy. But I mean, it's just not the chance of him playing is not serious at all. It's just not going to happen. So, as he could be as serious as he wants, he's not going to step out on the floor on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever they have their tournament game. It's just, it's just not going to happen. But it was a great quote and gave us some more content in a day that turned out to be pretty busy for Boston.
0: It, it definitely gave me some laughs at work earlier. Yeah. Ooh. So. All of a sudden, summer leagues, fun. Celtics wrapping up their slate. Uh, playoffs are coming up, right? So they're going to be in a two and one,
1: right? So it's either, yeah, they'll be in a two and one, and I'm not sure uh, what it sounded like today was they'll either play on Wednesday or Thursday, depending on how the rest of the schedule I guess um, you know folds out. There's a couple. There's a smaller schedule tomorrow, but there's still some games left to be played.
0: So Grenham sticking around. So the Celtics. Uh, Robert Williams hasn't been mm-hmm. around too much. Six minutes so far through three games because he injured his knee. And there's a deeper issue going on with the leg there, apparently. Katz had some information on that tonight. Fill us in on Robert Williams as he uh, isn't officially ruled out of Summer League yet, but it feels like he's yeah. just about there.
1: Yeah, and this was, it kind of felt that way even before Mass Live came out with this report tonight, um, you know, with his tendonitis that he's been dealing with. Um, and according to him, he's been dealing with it since. He was back at Texas A&M during his sophomore year, but yeah. uh, Mass Live Fred Katz came out with a report tonight about um, an artery condition in both of his legs. That's called I've kind of pulled up here. It's called okay. Let's see if we can get this right. Popliteal artery entrapment syndrome. P A E S. It's a vascular disease. Good. It's it's a vascular disease and a cats wrote that he got this from uh, johns hopkins medicine i guess it's found in a lot of athletes and because of where the muscles and the tendons around williams knee are positioned they end up compressing uh the popliteal artery and uh, the main one behind the knee and it restricts blood flow to the lower leg. so apparently he's had this um you know since he was at a&m all the teams around draft time were aware of this including the celtics and i guess they'll monitor it you know as the season goes along so it's not a surprise for them and the report said that it's not too serious and obviously he's played with this um, for years. So it's not a major concern, but it is, you know, an update to a somewhat, you know, cloudy start here to uh, to William Celtics career.
0: And I think you can put it on the concern board. I don't know where it goes mm-hmm. on the concern board, but yeah. the original injury was a knee bruise or a contusion, you know, whatever right. whatever Latin they want to spin in there. Yeah. And now it, it, all of a sudden, it stems back to an issue he had going back to Texas A and M, which Jeff Goodman right. talked about when he got drafted. That was one of he the did. reasons he fell. Yeah. So, it, what, I, I mean, I don't know too much about the or whatever.
1: there. <laughs> yeah, that John It's, Hopkins it, it's is a little bit about, out of my pay grade yeah. as well. It doesn't really concern me as much as maybe him missing a flight or anything like that. Granted, yeah, it's been a crazy this is journey. all. This is yeah. I mean, this this is all very early. In his career, there's been a lot of stuff going on since he was drafted. No, but stop. I think if the Celtics knew about this, he played with it at texas a and m, um, and the sources with Mass Live are saying that it's not a very serious worry. Uh, I'm not I, I wouldn't be too concerned. I mean, I, I think he's a guy who um, can work through this. If he has, it doesn't seem like a really big problem. so I, I wouldn't be too concerned with it. I would say maybe the disciplinary is- issues might go. Above this
0: one, for sure. So we'll put those above there on the concern board.
1: On the concern board, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: We won't see Williams, probably, which is too bad, because I think that was the biggest story of the Summer League, was what are we going to see out of Robert Williams? What's yeah. next on the Celtics? Is it Semi Ojale? Because he obviously played a massive role in that Bucks series, the outcome of that. I know he's been working on that three-point shot. His efficiency has been pretty solid through these three summer league games besides the second one. You're so right. I'm looking at him and wondering, can he take the next step in the rotation, especially as Smart's future here has some uncertainty to it. We know that Ojale is the next in line as a defensive stopper, as a muscle man.
1: Mm-hmm. you know yeah i think Shemi's the guy you have to look at i mean i love yabu i i love him i love the way he plays but i just think that Shemi fits the role a little bit more and obviously a lot of this depends on marcus smart and if he were to you know end up not coming back next year or if he were to that that is all you know waiting in the works but i think Shemi looked better today which was great he was five, i think he was five for ten from the field i know he had 13 points and that was nice because, like you said, against the Nuggets, he looked pretty bad. He had three points, and I think he was like one for five. He just wasn't very assertive. Tonight he was, um, and he played like 30 minutes, um, and I think he's someone who can step in and play an impact for this team next year on the depth chart more so than Yabuzeli can, and you know, I'm sure there's some debate there with a lot of people because they play similar games, and the Celtics have kind of turned them into these 3 and D muscle men, but I think Shemi's a guy who can step in and and played pretty well and tonight was good for his confidence and for Celtics fans to see that he wasn't sliding you know I'm sure they worried against the Nuggets
0: one of the reporters apparently said is the team we're running out tonight that the Celtics look like a football team which is just like yeah a that plain, was Mark which, which is one of the you know plainest ways you can put what we talk about yeah. on all the time with this team and it's translating to summer league now mm-hmm. muscles are one thing Hair is another thing. So we got to talk to you about your hair real quick. Me and Chris both love our hair. But 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. And once you notice the hair loss, it's already too late. So you need to keep the hair you have rather than replace it. You hear about replacement a lot. The actual trick is to keep it. And to do that, you got to get ahead of the game. and the team that's ahead of the game that you need to get on is HIMSS, 4HIMSS.com. We've told you about it here before on the Celtics Live podcast. It's your one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, general wellness for men. They connect you with real doctors, medical-grade solutions to help you treat your hair loss. I don't know how much you've thought about this, Chris, but I think about it all the time. And
1: I've thought about it. Yeah, yep.
0: You're a little older than me, but once I get Damn to your right. age, I'm going to be thinking about HIMSS because they give you the generic equivalents of the name brand prescriptions that help you keep your hair. So there's no waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. You save hours by going to 4 In fact, you save hundreds. And right now through the Celtics Supply Podcast, you can get a free trial month of hims for just $5 while supplies last. So see the website for full details use our code, that's CB, com slash CB for your $5 trial month. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash CB, forhims.com slash CB. Just go check it out. Five bucks isn't much. I think the hair's worth a million dollars, maybe more. So we're going to wrap this up now, episode 44 of the Celtics Bar Podcast.
1: It's smart, man. Uh, with all the dramatics that happened tonight with him sitting courtside with his agent and running out of the gym and reporters chasing him, it has to be has to be smart. While they're all here within the same location, I think you gotta keep an eye out for anything happening. It's more likely to happen when they're all in the same place and right now they are. So I think that's gotta be the situation going forward. Or you can look forward to Jared Utop and more more hassan martin i'm always looking forward to more hassan martin but i think smarts the play here some
0: of our listeners are gonna have no idea who those two guys are and that yeah but the they way.
1: will soon give it some time they will soon everyone will soon
0: i talked to sam sheen about this uh last week in new york mm-hmm. i obviously went down he handed me a video game i never heard of which had a lot of people <laughs> laughing on twitter i, yeah, that's, I saw that. that one's still over my head but at least i knew <laughs> sam and his mustache he threw me yeah. on a bus and put me in the right direction that got me back to where I was staying. So there you all go. good. Bought me a drink. We recorded with very grainy video quality, which obviously the Perfect. Celtics blog uh, audience didn't like on that day. But <laughs> one of the things we talked about was, you know, if, Lord willing, they lose smart, or not Lord willing, the opposite of whatever that is. Yeah, I got <laughs> you. <laughs> if they lose smart. Is there a replacement option? I tend to think no. He started throwing out some names. Is it internal? Is it external? No cap space with this team. I'm very concerned. Obviously, he's just a complimentary piece of the stars. But, you Mm -hmm. know, he's one of the X factors, the physical components, one of the best defensive players on the team. And, Mm -hmm. of course, a great passer on the bench. You know, all those things matter with their system. Where do they turn if they lose
1: him? I think it's something not a lot of us have even thought about. Yeah, and it's weird because I I haven't even thought about it. I've just always been under the assumption that he's coming back, but there's a possibility that he doesn't. Say the Kings throw a big old contract at him, there's a chance that they don't match. So, you know, I tend to think that they go internal and they don't really bring in anyone else. Um, He is a vital piece of this team. You know, his defensive effort is something that any good team in the NBA could use right now. Um, And the Celtics don't have a lot of cap space, so they can't go out and pay someone big money who's looking for it. So. I would assume that maybe a guy like Shemi has an increased role. Maybe a guy like Jabari Bird finds his way onto the roster and ends up playing a pretty increased role too. Um, It it really all depends on on which way they would want to go, but I think it remains internal. I wouldn't see them going out and, and signing anyone else.
0: That's Chris Grenham. I'm Bobby Manning. Stick with us as we take you through Summer League and into the rest of free agency. We know this can stretch all the way to August. We learned that last year. <laughs> yeah. The moves never end. They Even never we're end. we expecting less, we can have a surprise like tonight. So stick with Celticsblog.com. Thank you, Chris. We love hearing no from problem. you as always. And I'm sure we'll be reading more out of Vegas.
1: Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Bobby. Reunion Arena in Dallas, where the Mavs and Lakers are playing tonight, was built in 1980. Now, you couldn't ask for a better facility. It's easily accessible, has all the comforts of the theater, and there isn't a bad seat in the house. But for some reason, there are those who prefer the Boston Garden, mostly those who wear Celtic green.
0: What is so special about the Boston Garden, other than the fact that it's a thousand years old? Let's take a look. First of all, a garden, it's not. It's a train station, really. One flight up and you're on the fabled parquet floor. Now, before you get all misty-eyed about the parquet, take a closer look.